Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today you are in for like an incredible treat. This woman I met on Clubhouse. And again, I say it every time. If you haven't downloaded the app, you need to. There are just incredible entrepreneurs there and just incredible connections that I've grown to love and appreciate their value. So I have Barbara Pucheski here. So Barb, I'm going to pass you the mic and kind of do a little intro and then we'll kind of go from there. Yes, and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, so I'll introduce myself. I'm Barbara Majeski. I'm a mother of three. I'm a stage three colon cancer survivor and an on-air television personality. So I do Life's Not Entertainment on the Today Show, Inside Edition, Good Day New York, Fox and Friends. I go all over the place. And I've also just relaunched my podcast, Bearing It All, talking about the grit behind the glamour. So those are... um my my highlight reels. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Well, I want to get into the realness of who you are, Barb, because I mean, listening to you on Clubhouse and everything that you have to share, you've been through it. You've been through a lot of shit, right? Yeah. And and you've overcome a lot of stuff. So I kind of want to go through, you know, when you first found out that you had cancer, right? Because mm-hmm. I think we had that connection because, you know, I, I had lost a, a, a sibling from cancer. So I like, when you shared that story, I, I just felt for you. And I'm so happy that you are an overcomer of that, but kind of share that story, how you um, found out like that whole journey behind that. You know, it's so crazy. And I'm so sorry for your loss. And I know that you're doing so much work to keep her memory and her name alive. So I really applaud you. And you should never stop doing that advocacy and keeping that awareness and keeping her alive, not only for you, but for your, her, you know, your parents as well. And I know the sibling experience is so different than the parent experience and the child experience and the patient experience. Um, so it's always important because there's people that want to hear how you have gotten through it as well. So I don't, I am like, I'm being a podcast host now. I'm like, no, tell me about your story. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because my natural, I am, I'm always, I'm like, always like, you can call me nosy or you can call me curious. I don't care. Call me crazy. But either way, I want to know your story because I do enjoy people. But so to answer your question about cancer, um, you know, I was really shocked because I was 42. It was on the heels of my marriage uh, falling apart in an epic blaze of glory lifetime movie kind of scene. Like, and I was heartbroken. Um, my kids were um, 12, 10, and four. So I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm about ready to be a single mom of three young kids. This isn't what I signed up for. And when the doctor had called, because I had scheduled a meet, a, a, uh, 
like intake with a gastroenterologist mm-hmm. like six months prior because I couldn't get in because I was 42. I didn't really, I don't really, you know, I think the problem is, is that the way we see colon cancer doesn't look like me. That's an old narrative. The new narrative, it looks exactly like this. Colon cancer is decimating women in their 40s and in their late 30s. So I am like, you've got, if you are having stomach issues, you have to get a colonoscopy and I have to change the stigma. I'm like, I don't understand. I'm like, just go get a, it's a cleanse. Get cleaned out, lose three pounds. Go, get your spring cleanse on because um, it is the most treatable and beatable cancer if it's caught early. And so the crazy part about my diagnosis was uh, they had called me the day before I finally, my appointment was coming up and they're like, do you still want your appointment? Cause I had scheduled it so long ago. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm like, I don't want, I know I answered it. And I was so snarky because I was not eating because I was under so much stress. And I was so sad over my marriage. I could not get my bearings. So when they called to cancel, I was like, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, you can cancel. Mm -hmm. And the woman on the other side of the phone kind of heard, I know she heard my attitude. Like I was like, yeah, you need to cancel. Somebody's more important than me. I don't give a shit. My life's in in the shitter, a litter dumpster fire, literal. And, um, like my pen, it's the only one. I I love it. (laughs) The only one I can find. I have three kids. I can barely find a a cord to charge my phone, much less, you know, a real pen. Anywho. Um, so the woman hears my snarky, lost my attitude. And she's like, you know, you should come in. And I was mm-hmm. like, whatever you want. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And I showed up and it went from zero to zero to cuckoo birds in a hot minute. Um, had my colonoscopy. They found the mass. Uh, it was cancer. Uh, the pathology came back. It was cancer. They Sloan Kettering surgery came back. It was in my lymph nodes. And that's like, I was 42 years old. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a stage three. And I had to have six months of chemo. <laughs> so my marriage issues went to the back burner right. and cancer took front and center. And, you know, through my sales experience, believe it or not, my door-to-door sales experience, which helped me build my 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 little, my mini empire over here. Um, I don't know if it's a mini empire, but let's call it. No, no, no. Let's why not? It's a why nice, not? a little, yeah. my, my little situation, right. my lifestyle, my lifestyle. Um, you know, I learned that you only can control how you respond to things. Like life, there's a lot of things that are going to happen to you and it's about how you handle it. And I remember thinking, all I control is how I show up and the attitude in which I show up in. And I had three kids just staring at me like, what, what does this mean? And how, and my attitude was going to embed in their subconscious mind. That is that I knew was so important. So I was like, if other people beat cancer, then I'm going to beat cancer and I'm going to do everything it takes to make sure I get to the other side of this. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but you know, fortunately I, my door to door straight commission, cold call sales days, carry me through so much. And it was knowing that, listen, all I control is my attitude and my effort. That's it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to show up. <laughs> and I walked. Go ahead. Yeah. I uh, know. I was going to say, were there, were there moments with your, you know, with your kids, were there moments that you had to take? Cause I'm sure that they, you know, you had to be solid for them. Right. So were there moments that you had to like go in the back in the bedroom and have your moment or just like, well, I always, you know, I had my meltdowns, but I wasn't yeah. sure if I was melting down about my marriage, my cancer, my, like, right. I was like, oh my God. 
Um, but I really did. I felt very strong that um, to, I did have moments that I can talk about where the, the devil came in and it was like, you're done here. Like mm-hmm. you're 42 years. That was it. Your book just closed. And I hope you made some good chapters because you don't get to write anymore. And that was really grounding and actually very pivotal because it did change the second chapter, the second act of my life mm-hmm. and gave me a lot more clarity, purpose and respect for time. Um, but for the most part, I was like, I'm going to beat this. Um, I did have uh, my two kids. So my boys were were old enough and they needed to know because chemo took so long and took so much out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not good at chemo. I'm bad at two things, divorce and chemo. Turns out I'm like, oh, I'm really bad at this. I was really bad. I was like divorce through me, got was sideways. I have so many funny stories of like what a fool I was. But anywho, um, in chemo, I thought, you know, I was I. So I saw other people go through chemo and they like did yoga and I saw them like walking and or whatever. I saw them like active and in life. And I was like, oh, I'll just have a bad day after chemo and that'll be fine. I signed up for tennis clinics. I did all the things. You were ready. I was, I was so, but I was so bad at chemo. I was like, yeah. yoga through chemo? I was sideways. I had such bad side effects, nausea and brain fog and neuropathy. And mm-hmm. I was like, I and I, tennis, I could I couldn't hold a racket, much less like not vomit all over the, I was like, people, my chemo, chemo and I were not a thing, but I'll tell you this one story about my son. So he was in sixth grade and um, we had told him, it's interesting, the boys had two different, you know, reactions. One was in fourth grade, one was in sixth. So we sat them down as soon as I got the staging. So I had the surgery, they called me, said, (laughs) it's in the lymph nodes and it had perforated the intestinal wall. So I was like, a full-on stage three. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be a stage three light. <laughs> like, no, you let it go too far. So we sat Gabe down first, my oldest, and he was uh, 12. And we said, listen, Ma, you need to know mom's got cancer. And mm-hmm. his reaction was like rage. He was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like I had really interrupted his life. And as soon as we told him, I was like, oh, I regret telling him. But I was not in the long haul, I wasn't, but in that moment, I was like, oh God. Right. And he went into, we have an indoor basketball court and he went in and he just started slamming balls against the wall. And what the, the odd part was it, Matt, Gabe has this temperament that isn't, he doesn't, he just doesn't, he's not like that kind of kid, but he was like raging. And I was like, oh my God. And then we had to bring Max in and we sat him down. And thank God we did because they made a, a comment at Temple the next day. Let's stand for, you know, you stand for people that you want extra prayers for. And somebody stood up and was and brought up my name. And the kids heard it, that the 13-year-olds that were practicing, getting ready for their bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah. And they heard it. So they would have been the person to tell my kids had I uh, not. Yeah. Can you imagine? So it was no. a blessing. I'm just mm-hmm. sharing this because I think people need to know. I think it's always better yeah. to be transparent mm-hmm. and give, you know, have open dialogue. My other son, little Max, fourth grade. And we told him and he like leaned in. He goes, mom, you got the camper? Because he had a oh, list. the camper. And he couldn't, he, you got the camper? I was like, mama got the camper, but mama's going to beat it. Um, but they both independently had meltdowns that broke me into a million different pieces. And one, you know, Gabe, we went out to dinner one night. We would walk into town because walking was my therapy. And that's why I do these courses with walking. I'm like, you walking can can alter your mood within 30 seconds of being mm-hmm. in fresh air. 
And we would walk to dinner in Princeton. And on the Gabe was just in a mood. He didn't want to go to school. And he's this like good looking sixth grader. I'm like, everyone else is awkward and goofy. And you're like tall and handsome and like not awkward. And you literally don't want to go to school yet. All the girls like you. I'm like, mm, <laughs> I don't understand. You know, like everyone yeah. else is fumbling the ball in sixth grade, including mm-hmm. my, especially me with my unibrow. And he's <laughs> just like living his best life. So I'm like, why? And so on the way back, I finally was like, dude, what is your problem? Like, talk to me. What's up? You know, what's up, Gabe? Why don't you want to go to school? And he's like, mom, I just want to stay home and watch and make sure you're okay and take care of you. And I was like, you know, so we sat down at the Y, um, on the stairs at the YMCA and I was on the curb and I was like, Gabe, and I had like the pep talk of my life. Like I was like, oh shit, my kids are scared and I need to lead. I need to like really, I need to, I need to find the words. And like, I found them in, I, I just found them, you know, they just came to me and I was like, Gabe, I, and I went over all these things, you know, Danielle, that were so important. My highlights, mm-hmm. like I was like, you know, I'm like, how many people do you know ran the New York City Marathon twice just because then right. he's like, I don't know, a couple I'm like, your mom did it. And you know why I did it? Because it was there and it was hard. And I did it because I do hard things. And you know what else I did? In my 20s, I launched a business. No money, $30,000 in debt. I launched a business and turned it into a little mini, like, you know, empire. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I just went over all these things that I had done. I'm like, and then I started listing all the moms in Princeton that had gone through cancer and survived cancer. And, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. are they, are they, did they run? You know, I started just being like, kind of, I don't know, amplifying my beasthood. You know, I'm like, right. I'm a beast. I'm like, your mother is unlike any other mother. I'm like, I am the strongest mother in Princeton, New Jersey. And if anyone's going to be cancer, it's your mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, if those women could do it, they got nothing on me. And I didn't mean, I wasn't disparaging them. I was just trying to make Gabe feel com- confident feel better. that if they can do it, Cancer got nothing on me. And I want to fast forward because a year later, um, we transferred Gabe out of the public school into a private school and we did an intake interview. And the guy was like, well, so tell, or, you know, some counselor was like, so tell me, I, I know your mother went through a long treatment of cancer last year. How'd you do? And he just was like, I was fine. I'm like, my mom's like the strongest mom in Princeton. <laughs> And I, the I guy like that. looks back at me and he's like, really good to know. I was like, <laughs> You know, but you don't realize, and I think, or I think what's important to maybe really uh, dive into is that your words have such great power mm-hmm. and sometimes it's what you lock into. So make sure those words have the intention of, you know, growth and abundance and prosperity and belief and hope and not fear and angst and trouble. I did not say this was a troubling stage of cancer. I didn't right. say this is not great. (laughs) Chemo, you know, I didn't say any of that. He didn't, it didn't, it's what he needed. And I think we just need to sometimes look at our intention. And then little Max had his meltdown at, um, and this like still breaks my heart. Um, We were coming back from skiing. So my oncologist was a skier Mm -hmm. and he would schedule, he, I said, I can't, I go, I can't, this is, this is classic Barbara Majeska. <laughs> I said, I can't do chemo. I ski. So, because my treat, my surgery was in December. My treatment started January. And the oncologist like, we're going to start treatment right away. And I was like, I cannot because I'm of a course. skier. And I ski with my boys. So therefore, no, we're not doing, I'm like, no, 
And he just looks and he's very, he was not nice to me because I always had like, I was like, right. no, I don't want to do that. And he was like, you, you'd be like, you have cancer. Do you like, he's like, I know you think you're funny, but you have cancer. So yes, we're starting chemo. And I, because he's a <laughs> skier was like, I will schedule your oncology around. So we we literally started my oncology so that it would like, I would be the strongest when I was skiing. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> so, can you believe that? that oh so I God. bought insurance. I got, I did. And it was, a, it was a struggle getting, I was like, I'm never going to, so I was so sick. <clears throat> but by the grace of God, I get out there and I go skiing. But on the way back, my uh, husband at the time was like, we're at the Denver airport. And I felt good. Once, once I, it took me a little bit. I couldn't ski the first day, but I got out there with my mm-hmm. boys. My ex-husband did not ski. So skiing was my thing with my dudes, my little, my boys. I love being a boy mom. And I am a girl mom too. Love that too. So we're at Denver airport and um, G, uh, Jamie is like, my ex-husband was like, you have to start your chemo pills. You've, you're a day late. So I was on infusions and capecitabine, which was, um, I think I'm getting that name right, uh, was my, were my, in, my pills, my oral um, yeah, chemo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh-huh. Never do that. Get the port because it's such, uh, like you're taking pills to feel bad. You, it, there's no, the, yeah. the, it just doesn't make sense. Anyway. <laughs> I start crying, but I don't just start crying in the middle of the airport um, in front of my boys. I start like, (gasps) you know, the whole like Mm -hmm. epic disaster. My kids have never seen that. I don't know that I've saw that, but I was like, I just was in denial that I was in cancer treatments and I was beast. I could not. <laughs> you know, like the, it was one of the one of those. Yeah. And yeah. my little my boys jumped out of their seat and they put their little arms around me. They were like still at that little boy age and they were like snuggled in. And I was like, mommy's okay. And I pulled it together. I said, Mommy's okay. Mommy's okay. I just have to get through this. And and um that next day they go to school and Max comes in and he throws his backpack across. This is little Max. He's mm-hmm. like a peanut fourth grader throws his backpack across the floor. And I'm like, oh my God, who's this? What's going on? He just starts crying. He's like, mommy, I don't want you being sick anymore. And we need to go. He goes, we need to go back to Aspen because you're healthy in Aspen and you're sick in New Jersey. And I like, I'll just never forget these two, like these boys just emoting in their own. It gave me such, um, I can't forget it. And I think that I want to share it and in such depth because men emote in their own time Mm -hmm. and their own way. And sometimes we're just, we're missing it. Like his, it doesn't always come immediately, but it sits there and it festers and then it boils and it comes out. And I think we just have to be conscious to, you know, men's emotional experience and boys and they are just as sensitive and emotional as women. They just emote differently. And, um, you know, I'm doing all these podcasts as well. And I'm finding like the layers in men, uh, you know, the right. their complexities and their depth and their range and how they feel things. They just don't, it's just not in their, I don't know. They're just wired different than women, but mm-hmm. they have all the wiring, you know, they have the wiring. It's just wired differently, but um I'll never forget it. I'll never forget. It. I got my boys through it, and oh, I love my kids. I'm so blessed. And those are my cancer stories. <laughs> no, but what I wanted, what I want you to mention is what were the ages of your kids when you when you when you shared this? Because I think that's important. Because I know, you know, I I was only four, so like I had oh, to. Yeah. So like they like I I knew <laughs> I knew something was wrong, but I didn't really know. And I 
when, and that time when my sister passed away, like I, like my parents sent me to my aunt's house so that I wouldn't see what was going on. But like, what were, what were your kids age? Because I want people to understand that if they're going through the same situation, when is that right time to discuss yeah, and it? And four is, you know, um, mm-hmm. complicated because we, yep. there was, Malay and I have cancer. Okay. You know, right. what does right. that mean? Um, and, but my boys were um, 10 and 12, a fourth and sixth grade. So two kids essentially still believing in the tooth fairy and Santa Claus, right. um, you know, Malena and Max, not so much big G. Um, but yeah, how we handled Malena was completely different than how we handled the boys. Um, but Malena is very much aware that I had cancer. We don't, I don't shy away from it. I have, I had scars that were pretty apparent when mm-hmm. she would see them and she'd be like, what happened? I'm like, well, they, they had to do this to make me better. Um, but I'm very open on, you know, with my kids, which I think in the long run allows just gives, it's just how I roll. I'm just, mm -mm, it's just Mm -hmm. how I roll. There was another mom going through treatments at the same, same, same time as me in Princeton. And, um, she was on lockdown. Her four kids did not know and nobody Mm -hmm. was allowed to talk about it. And it was like this elephant in the room. And I, was like, all right, well, I don't know who it's right or wrong. Don't ask me about parenting. The jury's still out. I don't know. My kids are still in, (laughs) you know, who am I to give parenting advice? I can only tell you what works for me and what is working for me. But listen, there ain't no parenting Mm -hmm. expert out there. Y'all, we're all just winging it. That's all I have to say about that. No, I love that. love Love the shit out of your kids, you know? I follow this one woman on Instagram. She just gives like this advice. I'm like, I can't wait to see how your little animals turn out. I, I'm, she's like, don't praise your kids because then they'll want praise in the workforce. Oh, just ask them what brought them to that A. Can I? Can <laughs> what? I'm gonna go ahead and celebrate the A. I don't know. Oh, right, exactly. Not, da, 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 exactly. No, no, thank you. No, yeah, thank be careful you. where you get your. And again, like, don't question me. I don't know. I'm a parenting expert. We're all figuring. Right. We're all figuring it out for ourselves. We're all, yeah, we're all hot mess too. So, so I kind of want to pivot into mm-hmm. your, your entertainment career, getting on, you know, it's today show and how that all came about. And I know I recently saw Amy, which was too funny. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. Amy Rosenblum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's my uh, agent. Yeah. For all those yep. listening. Yeah. So serendipitously yes. enough, I, you know, when I was in treatment, I really regretted because I thought my story, I was like, this is where it ends. Chemo round nine was out my jam. I was like, I'm done. That's mm-hmm. it. I'm done. Chemo's taking me out. It was a good run. It's over here at 42. <clears throat> and like I said earlier on, you know, it was a blessing because it really did give me such value to my time and that it's limited and I need to get to it. Like stop waiting for things to come to you. You have to go in, in active pursuit and relentless pursuit. Don't worry about failing and worry about not, you know, not trying, you know, mm-hmm. that's the thing. You're, failing to try is, is the loss. You, yeah. why, who are you to know what you're going to be good at until you get in the game? It's been the best lesson. It is get opened up doors of opportunity. Oh my God, the crap I've done since cancer. Anywho, um, I got to the other side and I was like, all right, now that you've survived that, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to pursue television. And the funny thing is, Danielle, <coughs> I had signed up, excuse me, for this 
um, two-day intensive to learn how to be on TV and this media uh-huh. training course. And I was like, oh my God, I was so excited. And I secured childcare and I blocked off the weekend. And I was like obsessed with this thing that was coming up. I was like, I'm finally going to pursue my dreams. And the woman canceled like two days before and refunded my money. And I was like, oh shit, that sucks. And I was completely disappointed. But the reason I share it is because it wasn't a rejection. It was a redirection. That wasn't that the the universe was conspiring in my favor because I didn't give up. I was like, all right. It's like somebody makes a call or they send out a DM or they send an email and the person doesn't respond or they don't get the outcome that they had intended. And they had all this like hope and everything. And then they're just like, well, that person just didn't, I, I, I tried. You weren't relentless in the pursuit. You mm-hmm. gave not your best. There's more in your tank. Just never give up and you can't fail. So what ended up happening was then I found Amy Rosenblum. And because I found her on Instagram, I felt so awkward about calling her that it took me like a six weeks to, I was like, kept writing down, call Amy Rosenblum, call Amy Rosenblum. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, how do you call somebody off of Instagram? Instagram. Right. Hi, I saw I your post you. on, on Instagram and I just found you so, I was right. like, and I just, like it, uh, I was like, all right. Then finally, I was like, what the? Why do I care? Because remember, I wanted to get rid of the weight of other. I was like, I don't care. Fine, she thinks I'm a turkey. I don't. I don't think she's giving me. And I learned like nobody's really thinking about you. That's like the real lesson. It's like nobody True. really gives a shit about you. you Got to like wake up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I called her, and uh, <laughs> the rest is history. Uh, she immediately trained me. Um, We are good friends to this day. I'm always sending people her way. Um, She's a legend in her field. And yes. Uh, So now I just do TV. I I enjoy it, but it's interesting in the journey of life. I want this, I want to share this, is that I always wanted to be on TV, but I pursued, I've started out in lifestyle entertainment with the aspiration of like, I'd really love to be maybe on The View and be an anchor Mm -hmm. or be a host or be something like in that kind of realm. And I've kind of pivoted a little bit. I do love TV, um, but being able to be, use my voice and share my opinions and be transparently, authentically me, which is, you know, me, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know that TV affords you that. I think there's just a lot of directives. Um, And so I'm finding podcasting is like, Oh my God, these interviews, I'm like obsessed with, so I keep saying, I'm like, I just want to know people's story um, and I'm obsessed with it. So, and I want to stay in that space and then maybe pursue if that can, if that can move into more platforms on, on media or whatever, but we'll see. But lifestyle entertainment has been fun, but I think I want to, I think it's going to evolve going from this point forward. I do have a segment next week on the Today Show, so. <laughs> and the, Hall- the Halloween segment, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, which is always, yes. I know, I know your, your favorite one, right? Like you love doing um, that one. I actually love the Super Bowl one is my, my okay. favorite. The Halloween one stresses me out because I have like 10 <laughs> models and two of them are like kids and I'm like, oh, you know, uh, one time they gave me a segment where I had kids and dogs. I was like, I don't know if they're just trying to like end my life because kids and dogs are like the two like hardest things to bring on TV. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm doing a segment with kids and dogs, uh, <laughs> but nailed it. And I felt really good about it. And I'm proud of all the segments I've done. I just, I, I I'm ready to kind of evolve now. And um, I just, I share that because I want to encourage people to just get on the journey and move fast and break things. Don't 
don't procrastinate. Don't worry about, you know, it's progress over perfection. You're never going to get good at swinging the bat unless you swing the bat. And you're not going to swing the bat and hit the fences for a very long time. But you're going to find out if that's a sport you want to play in or if there's other positions in the sport that really do resonate with you. Maybe you actually don't want to be a player. Maybe you want to be a coach or an agent. Mm -hmm. Just get in the game and stop being on the sidelines because there's no trophies given to spectators. I mean, I hope you guys that are listening really kind of like dived into what Barbara said, because that was like true, true gems right there. <laughs> and I, I want to welcome you to the podcasting family and the podcasting community, because it is something that's really special. Like, uh, and I know, you know, you and I know C-Rock really well, and he says it all the time, where the podcast community is like, probably the best, like, like-hearted people there is and like we just want to see the best in people and we have these conversations of what we live for so I love that you said that because mm-hmm. and you're not being nosy Barb <laughs> being oh yes nosy. I am I'm like <laughs> I don't understand I'm like I want to know this but when I tell you people are telling me the things that they like I'm just yeah. hearing stories and I I appreciate them so much because what we have not been told, like we we have been taught shame and guilt and embarrassment over our biggest struggles. And it's so, it's so ass backwards. We need to learn how to judge people on their comeback and not their darkest chapters of where they can, like, look how far they've come. Every, you know, we started this conversation by saying, you know, I've overcome a lot and mm-hmm. I've, Everybody has. There isn't a person that hasn't been dealt, you know, dealt troubles. And if you haven't, what kind of, like, how are you, like, I, I don't know. Like, you. that's just how you navigate the universe is you build these muscles of resilience and tenacity and love and hope. You don't build them through, like, a life filled with unicorns and rainbows. I've not met anybody that's been riding a unicorn around. Um, but it's how we, that's how we, uh, transcend our adversities. Um, and that's what I want. I, I like helping people with is like, you're not alone in your trials and, but you are a victor more times than you're a victim. You just don't, you know, you've just shaped your neck. We just need to reshape it. So anyway, I love it. I find people fascinating. Um, and that'll be my evolution from, you know, well, listen, I love lifestyle entertainment. I cannot wait to show you my DIY Lizzo next week. Oh my God. Yes. I love that. I can't wait to see that. (laughs) I have such cute costumes. I think I'm going to be a sushi. Um, Stop. I hope unless they, it's like politically incorrect. I don't know. You'd be surprised last year. Like I did a taco and they wouldn't like, you'd just be surprised how politically cuckoo birds we've gone. I'm like, uh, I I don't know. Anywho, well, that's a topic for Benstock. So let's right, be honest. There you go. That's true. That's a that's Brian true. Benstock. Let's, yeah. you know, let's dive into the, you know, wasted political spaces that people are getting distracted in. Mm-hmm. Anywho. But I wanted to segue as my last question for you, because it was kind of a good segue into, you know, when you look at your family and, you know, and you look at your kids and you, what is that legacy that you want to leave for them? You're... Yeah, you know, um, uh, I want to leave a legacy that it's not how hard you get hit. It's all about how you get up. 
And Mm -hmm. it's not what happens to you because things happen to all of us, but it's how you handle things. Um, I want them to know that they, anything they are given that they can ultimately get through, that they are descendants of hardy stock, not Mm -hmm. just from me, but that their, uh, their great grandparents were Holocaust survivors. Um, they, they are built of hardy stock and no matter what adversities that life is going to throw at them, they will overcome it with grace, humility, hope, and resiliency. And um, that's what I want them, um, that and aligned with the purpose of always taking care of the most vulnerable members of society, like looking out for others and living a life of service. Uh, we need to even talk about that because you're such an advocate for that with your brother and whatnot. But uh, we'll have to do a part two. What yes, a part two. Stay tuned, guys. Part yes. two. Mm-hmm. But um, for those that are listening, how I, I would love for you to share like all the things because I'm going to put it in the show notes, all like with the challenges that you have going on, your links, and all the good stuff. So I do um, some online courses, and they're most of them <laughs> when you can catch them. I do them live. I am mm-hmm. a big advocate that information doesn't lead to transformation, action does. And I think people take action when you're in, like when somebody is right there coaching you. So I do live challenges and live real-time resets. And you can find me at barbaramajeski.com. Um, I'm in, one is in, is a seven days. It's running right now. Um, I could possibly run another one by the end of the year. Um, but my biggest one, Danielle, and you know, is yep. my 90 day summer mm-hmm. series, which I am going, I, I, I'm going to blow up next year because it was so damn good. Um, it runs from March. You have to sign up before March, but it starts March 1st. It runs through Memorial Day. It is it is not an automated, you know, start at any time. It starts March 1st and it mm-hmm. goes to Memorial Day. And the reason I do that is I think people perform better and outcomes are amplified when people do things together. They start together and they finish together. So I'm just very strict of like, it's not like 75 hard where you can start any time and it's that that that's a really tough program. This is we start March first every year, and we finish Memorial Day, and we commit to working out every day for ninety days. Um, you know it, you did it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But that one, if anybody is following me, do it. Do the ninety day summer series. I don't care if you already work out now. I just know that this is going to amplify your progress and also help you step things up. Like even if you're a worker out or every, you know, all the time, I'm like, this is going to, this is going to, it's going to change things for you because it's not just about exercise, right? It's true. It's true. And it's so much more. And I think that the people that are attracted to your, you know, your challenges and the community that you've built is just, they're just so, um, I'm going to say it again, like-hearted and they want to have they want to have each other succeed and push mm-hmm. each other. So, no, it, it it is a really special challenge for sure. It's, and you know what, when you do something this micro non-negotiable mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. day for 90 days, you learn so much about yourself. You learn the the body looks better at the end of 90 days. I'm not going to I'm not going to argue that. Like you work yeah. out every day for 90 days, guess what? You're going to look better. You're going to feel better. But your clarity of mind and your confidence in the pursuit of really living your best life 
is amplified at a level that is 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 a game changer. Um, and that's what people are, are commenting on now. They're like, it just gave me the confidence that I can embark on anything and and get it done. So I'm I could talk about it all day long because I felt like it was such a great group. It and the, you get awards, you know, you get uh incentives along the way and a very positive group. And it's nothing that's gonna, you know, change, you know, like you're not, it's not like you're working out 72 times a day and you've got blah, 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 blah. Right. You commit to yeah. one micro non-negotiable, but it's 90 days. You get one mulligan. I did give one mulligan. One Just, mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good because like a lot of people don't want to use it though. They don't want to use it. They oh, wanna- I saved it like a Fabergé <laughs> egg. I, the reason that, that what kicked that 90 day summer series off is that when, so when I, I spend the summers at the shore, so I live in a bathing suit and it's like, I want to feel good. And I'm also mm-hmm. very active and I, I'm a cancer survivor. So like, I want to like live my best life. I want to do things with my kids. I like being physical because it helps me mentally. <clears throat> so I always, in, in the spring, I always be like, all right, let's go Babs. Like you gotta, you gotta <laughs> gear in, you gotta get geared up. Like what you do now predicates, you know, if you're going to fit back into mm-hmm. your summer clothes and I have really cute clothes and I like to fit in them. Okay. I don't like to shop. I'm not a shopper. I'm a, I'm a buyer, not a trier. I don't try anything on. I buy things. I'm like my size, my size, my size. So I can't, I don't want to like go re I have one wardrobe. And that's it. I'm like game on Babs. Like I, you always put on a little weight in the winter. I, I'm not like, I, I don't live in a silo. I'm going to the Christmas parties. I'm going to get a little, little puffy, but I'm going to mm-hmm. also depuff and not going to let myself get out of control. So I would do it. But then I thought, you know, I'd, I'd done these challenges before. I'm like, why don't I take people with me? Why don't I make mm-hmm. people do this thing with me and see where, you know, where it can go? And it was just like, let me see. Let me see. I was never, like, I never was in better shape. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> it, it, it was, it, it was it was pretty powerful and I'm excited for the next one because mm-hmm. for those people that have done it, you know, who are listening, who have done, you know, uh, Barbara's 90 day challenge, she's, she's doing an ambassador program. You're working on mm-hmm. that, right. Which is yep. really, really mm-hmm. exciting. But, um, but really Barbara, <laughs> I just appreciate you and I'm excited to see like what's next for you and all the success that you, that you're going to have. And I'm just honored to just know you and have this time to chat. And I can't wait to meet you in person. Like, like we've known each other for what, two years now. I know it's crazy. But then when we meet in person, what I do find Danielle is that you don't feel like it's a meeting for the first time. It's a reunion of sorts because these relationships through these drop-in audio apps and podcasting are very authentic because there's no veneer. There's just like you, your message, your voice, your story, um, and it's very easy and it's a lot of fun. You've met people off of Clubhouse mm-hmm. in person. I have as well. And it's just like, like, have, how did we just get to know? It? I don't understand. I feel like I've known you for a lifetime. Um, but you're right. I just wanted to tap on that ambassador program. Yeah. Um, that's my way of teaching people how to make money and work out. I can, I, like, nobody got more out of that program than me. And I made the money. I was like, no. I want to teach people how to get paid to work out. So I'm launching the ambassador program. And the only people that qualify, you have to have done one of my live resets because you have to know how the community runs. I don't care if you already, if you're, I don't care if you're a personal trainer, you cannot be an ambassador unless you understand that this community is so much more than just about exercising. It's, um, it's about living our best life. So yes, you will be an ambassador and um, you will, you can figure out how to, I'll teach you how to get paid to work out. I mean, hello. I mean. Can you imagine getting that, paid to work out? What's, what's better, better than that? Like, I mean, that, when, what, 
Talk about motivation. Yeah. <laughs> and you know something, Danielle, I'll share this is that um, not only will you get you because when you're, you'll be leading a team, you know, you'll, you know, if whatever, the, like if you gather some friends in your community and everybody joins, that's your team that only ambassadors can win a Peloton at the end. By the way, you can just get the treadmill Peloton if you are, I know you already have the bike. Um, <clears throat> and you, because you're leading and you know, you cannot you cannot disappoint. Like when other people are watching, you might be going through something very, very difficult. Even you might even get sick and you know in the program, then you have to post a picture of you drinking a water bottle. Like you have to be, you know, like you find you're down, then drink water. I want to make sure that you're not, I want you to finish what you start. I'm telling, it'll change your life when you're, when you become an ambassador. Um, That is where that's where the magic happens and like being able to pay it forward. So, and I think people should make money. I think people should have side hustles. So I want to, I want to share. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Like here's an extra thousand bucks, you know, or whatever it might be. I don't know. You build a team as big as you want. I truly believe in that side hustle. hundred percent. Definitely. Definitely. Side hustle, like an extra, you know, some slushy funds. So you can go buy some new new (laughs) lemon because you're getting all skinny pants, you know? (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh Well, Barb, I appreciate you. I truly do. And uh, if you guys love this episode, please tag the two of us. We'll show you back some love, but thank you so much, Barb. All right. Thanks, Danielle. Talk to you soon. Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm that I'm going to have in there, I'm being very strategic. Um, they're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, Bella Mel Boutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.